everybody. It's the Side Talks podcast. It's Pride Month, Corey. That means everybody's gay. Okay. Everyone is gay. This is the gay podcast, the gay film podcast, because it's I, June. I feel like me being gay would change my life exactly 0%. Yeah, you might be surprised. I'd step, well, okay, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I mean, like, in my daily behavior, not in, like, um, uh, how... Never mind. Yeah, you um, might want to let that one go. Yeah, I'll let that one go. Um, I, can you ha- can we have some gay music here, Brad? We what need it, some what gay constitutes music. gay no music? It's raining men. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, not my choice, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't escape that. I can't escape that. Um, no, I, I, you know, as far as being like. You um, make me feel mighty real. Isn't that a song? That's a, like some kind of. Something like that, Corey. What's your gay? Wake me up before you go. Remember, we thought they were straight. Everybody was like, "Believe them." I no, I don't. Uh, well, remember there that. was a time. There was a moment when George Michael was like, "I'm straight," and everybody was like, "Okay, yeah. we accept that as an as an answer." Yes, despite overwhelming evidence yeah. to the contrary. <laughs> despite that, we saw you. Yeah, despite the. <laughs> Oh, anyway, we need some gay music here, Brad, please. And uh, let's get into this gay film, gay, gay, gay times, gay times podcast. All right, gay. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hello. Hey, bro, bro. It's Rachel and Corey calling you from the studio. Hi, guys. Hello. What have you been watching, dude? Okay. So, I see, I guess you could call this a relatively recent film. Um, we watched uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Corey, have you seen it? it? I've okay. seen it. Yeah. Okay. Well, what did you think? Okay, I really liked it. So, I've been, we, here's the problem, though. We've been searching for the doc that it's based on ever since we saw it, and we can't find it. And when you go to Amazon, it's like, this is not available in your area. So, for some reason, you would think they would want that sort of out where you could watch that alongside, you know, in tandem with the uh, feature film, but I can't find it anywhere. So, um, yeah. That's a bummer. I've seen the doc. I've seen the documentary and the documentary is is very good. Yes. Apparently Jessica Chastain saw, you may know this, but she saw it in like 2012 in a hotel room and thought, why haven't, why hasn't someone made a movie of this? And, uh, you know, done a feature film so she bought the rights at the time and mm. then eventually uh made it so i did she not got know to see that. the doc that is pure and inspiration a friend of mine did tell me she has it on vhs if i need to borrow it but then i would also have to borrow abcr so. or just bring <laughs> we'll it with see. you to birmingham bros next time you come just bring it to birmingham oh, and we'll right. watch it together i forgot i got that vcr hookup that's right so <laughs> come on bring it and we'll, that'll be a great uh day in Afternoon. That will be. We could do a double feature. We could do both of them since you haven't seen. Oh, that'd be so good. I can think of all kinds of themed snacks already. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh, we could do our makeup. (gasps) Have to. Okay. Let's. We'll put pause on. We'll put pause on this planning because people are getting jelly. Jelly bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh my god, that would be so fun. Last time we had a VHS time, we also did makeup. Oh my gosh, but this will be Tammy Faye themed makeup. Can't wait. I'm making a note of it now. I'm holding you to okay, it. Please. So you've got to get Don't a hold of that VHS tape, though. Okay. I will. I will. It's actually in Birmingham, so it's oh, totally perfect. local. So perfect. I got you. And, you know, I have an interesting fact. Speaking of makeup, I was reading some factoids, and it says that parodies and impressions of Tammy Faye Baker featuring her crying and heavily running mascara, with heavily running mascara, um, and apparently Jessica Chastain noted that when researching Tammy Faye, she couldn't find a single image of her with running mascara. 
Tammy Faye only wore waterproof mascara. Damn. Because, of course, she did. She's professional. <laughs> right. And yet, look what we do. Look what we do to women. Corey, look what we do to women. And there was that T-shirt that was like, I ran into Tammy Faye at the mall. Mm. And it had like the dripping. Do- right, yeah. right, right. That's probably on eBay now for 3K. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, so I, so it was definitely having really not a lot of knowledge about her and that whole world. Um, she's, yeah, she's a very complex and interesting character. So I, yeah, was fascinated and just her whole, her whole upbringing. I mean, you know, even the little kid version of her with the whole rising around in church and and talking in tongues stuff was very well done. And, um, let's see the... Um, oh, and then, um, oh, what's his name? Andrew Garfield. Isn't he a Spider-Man? Yep. He, uh, he is oh. Jim Baker that, character. That makes sense, though. Yeah, See, he's, Corey, that he's I good could, as that Jim I Baker. Could, that I could live with. Mm. But he's a weasley little, he just seems to me like a wormy little creature. Mm. I don't like him. He's good. We've argued about him. We've, we have, we have. <laughs> yeah, I think he does seem wormy in this. Because See, I never saw that Spider-Man. The last Spider-Man I saw was... Um, Toby Maguire, so you know, don't count me in on any Spider-Man oh, knowledge. But, shocker, um, Lisa, we fought about him the other day too. He's the best Spider-Man because he annoys me. He's the best one. He's the best Spider-Man, and he annoys Rachel because uh, you, for whatever reason. I mean, you could have guessed that though. Going, he in. was, in the, course, he was yeah. in the the Pussy Posse, and so that right there is Strike One, right? <laughs> Strike one through three. He came to plate with two strikes already, though, Rachel. Admit it. Uh, Yes, I wish he was here now webbing me a Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Sorry, Lisa, what were you saying? No, I was going to have to catch up um, and and catch up on that five-minute fight because I'm a little behind. So I'll make sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, he's real goobery looking in this, but I feel like it really works because Jim Baker was a real goober looking character. And, you know, Tammy Faye uh, or Jessica Chastain asked Tammy Faye, she has these prosthetic, I guess, cheek things to make her sort of have that head shape that Tammy Faye had. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think they do a really good job. Like, it's very seamless. It's not like I can see any edges, but it feels it's like a little bit uncanny because I kind of feel like that's not what her face shape really does look like, but I know it's what it's acting and it's illusion, but you know what I mean? So that's like the, they both look like kind of weirdos, but I think that's also intentional because they were even in real life, very interesting and dynamic and very over the top characters anyway. So I, you know, it works, it works is all, but she definitely has sort of like a chipmunk face. Yeah. Yeah. I but mean, you know, going f- through the Tammy Faye thing. I, I think the makeup and team uh, won an Oscar as well. I think so too. Uh, yeah. For the makeup Yeah. They like really, tra- I read that too. They have fully transformed. So it's, it's like, it's good and I can watch it. But you know, part of me is also like, but her face isn't shaped like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just like a disconnect with like what real life versus, you know, the magic of cinema. Um, I will say, okay, have you guys seen Jim Baker today? Do you know what he's up to now? So he's selling um, doomsday prep kits for people's home bunkers. Yes, apocalypse bucket. Yeah. Is that the meat bucket? Yeah. I've seen the meat bucket advertised. Well, I don't know if it's a meat bucket, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's similar concept. It's a bucket of foodstuffs that you can, non-perishable foodstuffs that you can store in your apocalypse bunker. Be ready when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And if you ever, um, Vic Berger, his YouTube channel, they do a lot <laughs> of really good uh, mashups of, of the current day Jim Baker show or whatever it's called. And, you know, there's just a lot of like slow motion and of them stirring water into the like broccoli and cheddar buckets and like <laughs> ooing and aahing over it. 
And um, it's very strange and surreal. And, yeah, it's, it's a good YouTube channel if you need um, to catch up with what Jim Maker's doing today without actually, like, finding his own website, you know? Um, and it's a hot so, tip, yeah. everyone. It's a hot tip. <laughs> it's a hot tip, y'all. Um, so, oh, and I have another hot tip. So um, if you want to listen to other podcasts besides I Talk, um, Tony shared this with me that, what's it called? There's a podcast called Things Fell Apart hosted by this guy, John Ronson. It's a BBC production. Anyway, um, they did an episode earlier this year uh, with that where they interviewed, well, they talk about sort of the Jim and Tammy story briefly, but they also interviewed the, the guy, Steve, I think was his name, Stephen, the pastor, the gay pastor with AIDS that Tammy oh, yeah. Bay interviewed in the 80s. Yeah, so... They do that scene in the film, and it's almost verbatim. Like, it's very, very realistically recaptured. And I never even knew about that. Just, I, I was, I guess, too young for that at the time. And, you know, I had never really been in, knowledgeable about this, like, world of evangelical stuff growing up. And, oh, my gosh, Timmy Faye is, like, woke. Or, like, woke for the, you know, like, oh, 700 yeah. Club set. Oh, totally. But, I mean, wow. Yeah, and they... um Apparently, I read this fact. So, the, so the, it's a really great shot. I mean, scene where they talk or she, you know, they recreate this whole interview. And I've since watched the actual interview um, in, you know, that from the time, like Tony and I pulled that up. But um, what was interesting is he he wound up surviving AIDS. Like he had AIDS and like, and they talk about this in the podcast that he had it in like 1982. And there's there's virtually no one alive now that had it then like right. you know what I mean like he right. really did survive beyond most odds and um and ironically outlived her and apparently when the producers were working on this movie um it said searchlight pictures didn't ask him for permission to portray him in this movie because they assumed he was dead that's intense isn't it they didn't even I guess check or something and so they found out through and he's interviewed in this that other podcast I referenced but um they found out through Tammy's son Jay that uh the, you know or he found out through him that there'd be a film and it was already finished filming and so he wrote a letter to someone at Fox Searchlight and said hey I'm I'm still alive I'm still alive and then he said they've been really wonderful since then and he's had a good relationship and at the end they kind of do a where are they now with all the major players and you know there's a picture of him modern day so he has a pretty inspiring story. It's kind of amazing. Wow. So, that is, that is pretty um, so that amazing. was neat. And um, let me see. I had another note here that I thought you would like in particular, Rachel. Okay, so there's the scene, and it's set in North Carolina in 1985. And Tammy, she's out, like, shopping with her daughter and her mother. I love everything suggests- I hear. Yeah. And she's su- the shopping for furs, by the way, fur coats. So, you know, oh, I don't love that. I don't love that. But um, I'm, I'm still with you. I'm still with you. And uh, Tammy suggests taking them to Maggiano's for dinner. Oh, so, man. you know, oh, same man. restaurant talk. Rachel's face However, just lit up. Oh, man. I would I love, I, I would love, love, love to go to Maggiano's with Tammy Faye Baker. Would love I know, it. I know. But I found out about this in the factual errors section of IMDb because apparently that restaurant chain was not founded until 1991 and did not open its first restaurant outside of Illinois until 1994. What a so, show. They should have gone Olive Garden. Hashtag should have gone Olive Garden. Which, by the way, hashtag we all should have gone Olive Garden. 
<laughs> you know how you're going yeah. to a nice dinner with your mom tonight, Corey and Helen? Yep. Hashtag should have gone Olive Garden. Disagree strongly, <laughs> but we'll see. Bottomless, Corey. Uh, Bottomless. Bottomless. Mm. But yeah, you're right. Like that, There's so many other choices they could have made at the time. But yeah, Olive Garden, that was around North Carolina in 85. Surely, surely, right? You know, I should have spoken up earlier, too, because it did kind of strike me. I thought that Maggiano's, but see, I don't know, because regionally, some things exist much longer, right? Exactly. But but it did kind of strike me as like, was that around then? Maybe that was the OG, but they fucked up. That's a serious (laughs) fuck up. Somebody should be fired. Yeah, the movie won two Oscars. They're crying into their pillows. (laughs) Okay, I've got one more that also, so this is personal to me. So you know how I like a little crispy Diet Coca-Cola in the morning? I don't really, you know, I don't you drink do. coffee. I'm more of a, you, you know. She's like, crack so, open a crispy <laughs> diet. <laughs> okay, so apparently it says, in the scene following a confrontation between Jim and Tam and Gary, um, let's see, Tammy is seen drinking a Diet Coke while taking her Ativan prescription. Oh, this boy. would be impossible. Since Diet Coke was introduced in the U.S. market in 1982, yep. seven years after, this is while she was right after she was in the hospital with her first son, and he was born in 1975. So they got Diet Coke way wrong. They got that way wrong. Also, let me just say, I understand. My my feeling is, yes, Tammy Faye would drink a Diet Coke, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I get where they're coming right. from. Like, that right. seems I think apropos. by the time it came out, she was probably really big into it. And so, yeah, so they were, like, retro- actively putting it in the wrong you know era it, she might have been ha- she could have had a tab in her hand she could have had a tab so this was a missed See? opportunity this was truly a missed opportunity it is it is and so i mean i really did enjoy the film and learning more about tammy Faye. the whole thing it's just you know a couple couple tiny things the maggianos and the you know the diet coca-cola you i, know, I don't think a maggianos i don't think maggianos mistakes are tiny i think that's a huge <laughs> huge error in my book well, I got I got to point out one more little trivia fact about the eyes of Tammy Faye, directed by Michael Showalter, not only oh, yeah, a member of the state, um, but the director of long, long time ago sidewalk opening night feature, The Baxter, starring Closing Showalter. Night. Closing, Closing night. night. Sorry, I know okay. I saw it That's at Sidewalk, okay. uh, but it start that that movie show stars Michael Showalter and Michelle Williams. Oh, why do you got, why you got to get me going right now and talk about Michelle Williams? I just had to point it out. Oh, um, okay, well, I have a fact that'll bring you right back down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, apparently this is the second screen version of the Jim and Tammy Faye Baker story. The first was a 1990 made-for-television movie starring Kevin Spacey. And Bernadette Peters, titled oh. Fall from Grace. Whoa! You're, you're exactly right. That was the equivalent of a cold shower. <laughs> wow. You hit, you hit me with Michelle Williams and you threw me in a cold shower, Lisa. Yeah, right next to Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I, I want to see, see Bernadette Peters as Tammy Faye, though. That sounds like it could I know. Be I'm very intrigued now. It's called Fall from Grace, 1990, so it might be as hard to find as The Dodge, and we may have to find it on VHS. But Ooh, I need to scratch that up. That sounds like a bad movie night possibility. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm gonna try to scratch that one up uh well thank um, you for this this is also just the catalyst for what's going to be a really fun little experiment here with some makeup and a vhs tape i'm so excited i'm so Can't excited wait. um yeah i'm like literally we have to do this so, and some diet um, coke some some chilly frosty diet coke yeah, yeah now i want a diet coke right? sorry well, maybe sorry not Corey. Corey, you hit me with michelle williams i'm hitting you with the frosty diet coke <laughs> Fair enough. That's a either way. We're all in this cold Kevin Spacey shower <laughs> together. 
Um, okay, and then I have one other little note that's unrelated to the eyes of Tammy Faye, Uh-oh. but I wanted to mention it. Um, okay, so last time y'all called, Gilmore Girls came up. Because As it specifically does. Because we were talking about how the little Tuscan town had similar in, um, in the Under the Tuscan Sun film, had similar vibes to Stars Hollow in that little, you know, small town community way. And so I, I totally forgot to mention this that day. And, um, but I recently started following an Instagram account. I was, in fact, the third follower. Um, they suggested it to me, and I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, of course. And um, I don't know if anyone else is following. I've looked, and now there are um, 31 followers, but it's an account called Gil- Gilmore Girls Ambiance. <laughs> and uh, the tagline says, Paris Geller for president. And I just, I mean, Rachel, can I, can I make the reveal? You can. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, okay, so I took a screenshot of this, because I, I, I remembered this, like, the day after y'all called, and we were talking about Gilmore Girls, and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot to mention this, so I took a screenshot and sent it to Rachel, and she's like, it's me, <laughs> like, for real? And she said, I'm not kidding. So, what? yes, you guys, in case anyone's wondering, Rachel uh, started the Gilmore Girls, very popular and growing, Gilmore Girls on Beyond Instagram account. Which I came across organically, and I sent to her organically. Um, so uh, pretty amazing. And it's a photo too. My favorite uh, part of the part of the origin story here is that there was an episode where I saw in the background there was a photo of Paris Geller. Of somebody did some wonderful Photoshop work of her with Bono on <laughs> on on the fridge, like like stuck on the uh-huh. fridge. And so it's a shot of that. Is one of the shot. That's one just one of the things that you'll see on Gilmore Girls Ambiance. <laughs> that's what kicked it off. <laughs> Yeah, when I, so when I one with her and Hillary. Like of course. But it was her and Hillary. Wow. Yes. So, wow. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a good account. You guys should all like and subscribe. I guess the <laughs> algorithm knows uh, you two pretty well. Yeah, it was my favorite. <laughs> Lisa's like, I meant to tell you the other day, Bross. Like, look at this Instagram account you're going to want to follow. And I'm like, it me. <laughs> it me. <laughs> She's like, you're fucking <sighs> lying. That's yeah. great. There's that story. Thanks for thanks for the for the promo push there too. I need. I yeah, need, yeah, you guys go. I'm going go strong at that. 32 and uh, and counting. 32 and counting. Yes. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for okay. thanks for um, watching Eyes of Tammy Faye. Of course, anytime. Bye, bro. See ya. Goodbye. And now, fast film terms. Boom. Oh, there it went. I've got a couple of fast film terms for you. All right, let's hear them. All right, the first one I think you're going to just just know just, just okay. by listening to the words. It, it makes sense. And it is follow focus. Follow focus. So is it uh well, it it I, ha- I have to think it, it has something to do with adjusting the focus on a lens? Absolutely. I mean, here's the thing, right? If a camera or uh-huh. a subject moves during a shot, Gotcha. Right? So you have to adjust the lens yes. to keep the subject That's in right. focus. The, cam- the, subject the camera moves. may have to be sort of refocused, if you will, during the take in order to keep the subject in focus, whether the camera's moving or the subject's moving. Gotcha, so gotcha, gotcha. When done smoothly, right, this is more complicated than it may sound, of but course. when done smoothly, the moving image will always stay in focus. Yeah. So that's what follow focus is. That's why you need a great camera operator who knows how to do that stuff and you know, just because it's on my mind, um, this is where, frankly, a lot of very, very small uh, films, uh, indie films kind of fall down, uh, yeah. keeping their subjects in focus. Something is, you know, something that we take for granted in the movies that we watch, but it, it does require a lot of skill and craft. 
And potentially a focus puller. Yeah. Right. Which is a which is an actual film set role. So here's one for you that's a little wackier. Uh huh. All right, you ready for this? Yep. A pigeon plate. Well, pigeons have to eat too, and okay. when they do, okay. They, okay I'm no, gonna take no, it a step further. All right. A pigeon plate on a pancake. But see uh-huh. that that's reversed uh-huh. from uh-huh. what it should be because the pancake tends uh, to go on the yeah, yeah, plate. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Right. So a pigeon plate is a low sort of low stand. Uh-huh. Um, I also I use these in film school, but we refer to them as hi hats from okay. what I'm hearing the description. So I, I, perhaps a hi hat is another word for this, but but a pigeon plate is a low stand used for a light on the floor or on an apple box or perhaps on like a bookshelf or something like that. It kind of keeps the camera low. And right. feeds pigeons when the need oh arises, gosh. I assume. Oh, my gosh. And a pancake is a piece of wood that the pigeon plate is attached to. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's what Just a, a little bit more of a base. Yeah. Okay. That's what a pigeon plate on a pancake is. All right. Yeah. And by the way, a pigeon plate is also sometimes referred to as a baby plate. I think pigeon plate's kind of cooler. Personally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do too. Um, I guess it's called both of these things because it is low to the, to the ground or yeah. floor. Makes sense. All right. Yeah. Makes sense. There you go. That's our fast film terms. Well, they were, that was so fast. Well, thank you for listening to Side Talks Podcast, where your own personal cinematic, I think I might have done this one before, but I don't care, Buffy and Willow. That's surely come up. Buffy and Angel? That probably has to. I think it might, it might have been Buffy and Angel, and I'm going mm. Buffy and Willow Okay, today. well, um, it is Pride Month. So there Willow, you go. that's appropriate for Willow. There you go. That's what um, I'm doing. That's right. Uh, I, I guess I'll gay. be I'll be Buffy in this in this uh, in this uh, yeah situation. Could be you could be slaying vampires, uh, kissing Spike on the mouth. Strangest spinoff from a film that's so different than the film. Yeah, completely but, different. But yeah, but whatever. I mean, like people love it. People wasn't love it. wasn't Joss Whedon all like they messed up my screenplay for that first That's film? Right. But, That's right. You know, whatever, Joss Whedon. I don't know how you can mess something up when you when you have that cast because I I'm a big fan. You're a big fan of the Buffy film. Yeah, I am actually. I don't think I've seen it since the early '90s, so I have no memory of it. But Christy Swanson, so you got no complaints. I got no complaints about Christy Swanson or my boy. Wait, who, who is your boy? Paul Rubens? Well, Paul Rubens is in it, yes. But no, um, Luke. Um, blah, blah, blah. From 90210. Oh, uh, 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 Perry. Luke Perry. Luke, Luke Perry. Luke That's Perry. right. I forgot he was in that. This is how I can tell I'm getting old. Because um, I have a Luke Perry tattoo. And so I should know. I should know that name. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for that. <laughs> I like how you I said really. my boy is in that movie. And, uh, and I, I went to Paul Rubens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's Pride Week. So, anyway, uh, sure. um, thank you for listening to Side Talks podcast. Thanks to Batwall Studios. Thanks to Revelator Coffee. Delicious coffee uh, and delicious uh, podcast producing from from Brad. Thank you, Brad. Hundred percent. Uh, sidewalkfest.com or at sidewalk film on social media. That's where you can find all the details about what's playing at the Sidewalk Cinema. We've got some great stuff coming up there, and. Um, Get your passes now for the 24th annual Sidewalk Film Festival coming up the last week of August in the Theater District in downtown Birmingham. We're going to have films. We're going to have parties. We're going to have special events. We're going to have a whole bunch of stuff that you're not going to want to miss. So get them passes. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Bye. I'm just kidding. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.